uh, excuse me, your your flower vase. Oh wow, yeah, that's pretty. Look at that. This is a nice glass piece. I have several glass pieces. It's a blue kind of spiral stuff going on on the top, big yeah. and heavy. And then I also brought that's you a guys good size, this little though. bubbler. Ooh, nice little. Oh, bubbler. I love a bubbler. It's yeah. pink glass, yeah. and it has like these uh, nice black dots on it. It's very, it's real cute. I also have a uh, yeah. volcano, which is for dry herb vaping, which I highly recommend a dry herb vape. I like to fill bags sometimes oh. or just use a little whip thing. Like I have heard volcanoes are great. Done. Yeah, I want to try one. Yeah, the actual bag. Yeah. But uh, I have a PAX, so that's kind of what I've been trying to get Packs to use cool. more um, after the, the pandemic started. It was like, well, you know, maybe it would be helpful to not combust and like put smoke <laughs> in me yeah. but eventually at some point i was like fuck it let me just get the bong out but i've <laughs> i've gotten back to the packs i've just been using that recently and you know it um use a lot less weed yeah you use a lot less and once you have used it you can save that herb and you can use yep. it because it's been um decarboxylated or however you say it and then you can use it in edibles you can eat it straight i guess but mm-hmm. whoa uh yeah, yeah, you just get a big slice of bread and some Nutella, put it on top. Yes, and there are, there is, I forget the company, the Airizer, I think, has uh, an alternative that's much more price uh, compatible with most people's budgets, I guess. Um, that's okay. not because the because the volcano is pretty expensive, but you can get the it's like I forget what it's called, like an air tower or something like that. Um, that's very nice. What about you, Greg? Oh, yeah, I have uh, my little coffee mug-handled, like, bubbler right here, Ooh, slash mini bong thing. Cute. I called it a bubbler when I bought it, but it's more of a bong, you know. Um, yeah, I got my little, like, stickers on it. Shout out to Central Cinema cute. right there. So the straw, yeah. the straw is where you inhale? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah it's cool. That's uh, pretty dope. Currently, this is the only glass where I had. I had a couple pipes before this, but they were confiscated. Uh, <laughs> a couple years ago, yeah. Um, classic, you know, parents finding your stash oh, kind of thing. A little I too was, old for it. To I was happen. hoping it was, was going to be the yeah. LAPD. Let's say no, a no, no, few no. Years I wouldn't. Not. I don't know if I'd be alive. About your age. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if it was LAPD, I would not be here today to speak about this. I would be still in prison or dead. Yeah. <laughs> Murph, how about yours? Uh, well, just the packs, and then like I have a bong that I. Uh, an ex when she moved out of the state she was just like i'm not gonna take this to texas dude you can have it <laughs> you won that so custody that, battle for the for that bong yeah, yeah. It, it was uh it was like a kramer versus kramer type <laughs> of, of of short story but um i have a chillum again i just i haven't been using them as much yeah i was also i have a, a chillum uh, somewhere too yeah uh the vape pens for a quite a long time just because they were easy that's the thing like you didn't have to prep anything if the battery was charged, you can just rip it and, yeah. and go. So it, it is super convenient, but I find that like I was gonna I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. Those like stress my lungs way more. Yeah, like uh, that one actually makes me like scared to breathe in <laughs> afterwards. I'm like, oh no, something is not. Yeah, right I, here. I get that. Um, I use them actually to quit smoking cigarettes. I would uh, I just cold, quit cold turkey, and then I would go and rip those pins like. With coffee in the morning, after meals, like any of the the, the ritualistic cigarette right, breaks, yeah. and just do it that way. So I kind of trained my mind not to 
to to to need the nicotine and then i mean i still want it but it was uh you know it's been like six years now so nice. it works Yay. congratulations yeah is a bong your guys's preferred way of smoking is that like your number one for combustion yeah yeah i find um that bongs require it, it hurts my lungs a lot more i think i have to take like way bigger breaths and so i'm uh like yeah over what's it called over expanding my lungs compensating um yeah so it kind of it hurts a little bit more so i don't i very rarely use that bong that was also something i got for my ex and when we broke up he was like i don't want to look at this (laughs) i was like okay i'll take it (laughs) um i like the bubbler if i'm gonna i think the best bongs come from relationships that the other person leaves I think my favorite yeah. is just a glass bowl, but since I've I've also been away from the combusting, um, and lately I've just focused more on edibles or not not using it in general just for health reasons. Um, but I I really like the dry herb vape because it's it doesn't really have that smell. Nobody notices it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice. just really nice, and you can taste the flavor. Like I've you know when you smoke yes. it just tastes like burning in your mouth but like with the dry herb babe, you can actually take taste like oh, the terpenes i think is what it's called you could just you can just taste the different flavors and all the little special notes in each different variety and it's it's really cool i think it's very different but i i've really enjoyed it myself um i like gotta I said, look at less this. weed and it's a it's kind of a different high i find like it's not as intense but it is uh, a lingering, like, uh, you know, everything's shiny. So, but this is a perfect way to dive in because I think this movie has one of the top smoking <laughs> pieces of all time. Welcome to the weekly podcast massacre. I am your dreadful host for this evening. My name is Michael from Portland, but everyone calls me Murphy. I have two lovely hosts with me today. Hi, I'm Greg Anderson from Los Angeles. We are. Yeah, very lovely. I'm Kill. (laughs) Lovely Kill. And we are right smack dab in the middle of Altered April. Sony, you'll be hearing from our lawyers. (laughs) Um, This is going to be the 420 edition of Altered April, weed edition. Uh, And we are going to be talking about the 1999, I'm going to say it, cult classic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Idle no hands. arguments i mean <laughs> i can definitely yeah I, there's a reason i think i had definitely heard of this before as like a cult classic and uh yeah i'd say it deserves that title <laughs> and you yeah you had never experienced it before kill you you had you remember oh it from yeah back in the this day is, yeah i remember i remember enjoying it it wasn't one of my favorites but i do remember watching it a few times and enjoying it because i Same. at heart i'm like 15 year old stoner bro so <laughs> yeah and and it has i think this has some of the best cinematic stoners in a long time oh, i think it's uh, yeah. chong i think uh mick and penub i could never really get the actual pronunciation P-nub. it's P- i think yes. it's just penub i think they say penub right they say like a P-N-U-B. they say penub okay so you know P-nub? that okay. um eddie murphy sketch where he's buckwheat from I think the little rascals yeah. that he's singing and you can't really make out what he's saying. Apparently that's where they got the name from. It's supposed to be like both of their names, Seth Green and <laughs> Penub's names. Okay. Are supposed to just kind of be even though his name's like Mickey or something. But Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, supposed to be yeah, kind of unintelligible. <laughs> Mick and Penub, yeah. Uh 
what a bizarre way to name your character. <laughs> <laughs> and it works, man. I like I think they do such a good job. Okay, well quickly, uh it's directed by Rodman Flinder. What a name. Yeah. Like I feel that's the kind of name an alien comes down and it's like, um, um, what do I do? And he like looks at a picture of Dennis Rodman <laughs> and then like a blender, but it's been kind of ripped off, so it looks like an F. Sure, yeah. This is what they say. Uh, but it, it had two writers. It was Ron Milbauer and uh, Terry Hughes Burton. And like I said, it came out in 1999. It's a Columbia Pictures. And uh, we can just dive right into the plot. Because I, I, I do have the soft spot for this movie. And I think it does a lot of things really well. Yeah. If I had seen this when I was younger, like 10, you know, 15 years ago, like I, I would be pretty hype on i think i would i would have loved it uh as it is like well we'll talk about it but yeah i think yeah. the first one got to discuss though is this cast list because this is what we get as soon as it starts it's insane and it's i i think you know like when i was 12 13 when this came out and i think jessica alba was like a big part of like my puberty experience <laughs> and she, it's just i don't know what it is about her in this movie being so cute we covered actually shannon elizabeth as well so this is a big teenage murphy <laughs> area month so month yeah you know birth. like the 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 cutie brunette girl next door i don't know man but you're right it it's a stat cast yeah you guys were saying last week a teasing future stars in this movie um but you guys weren't talking about, like, you didn't mention established legends like Fred Willard, too, popping up immediately in this movie. I, I completely forgot about the Fred Willard thing yeah. as it pops up. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so <laughs> good. Yeah, so we, we have a, a great 90s uh, titles horror movie, and we get all the actress names. We get Fred Willard and Connie Ray as mom and dad Tobias. They're hanging out in bed talking about um, their little son, uh, Anton. Well, there's a, a thing on top of the ceiling that says, I'm under the bed. And they get all scared and freaked out. And the dad's like, oh, of course, it was probably Anton. And the mom's like, Scooter would never do that type of thing. <laughs> Our little Scooter. And the dad had a great line about, like, you know, he wouldn't get off the couch if the house was on fire. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Fred Willard. Fred Willard is the absolute greatest. Um, and I was very happy to see him pop up. He's got a pretty funny moment right away where he's coming. He, it starts with him flushing a toilet. Like that's his like intro. And then his wife says, oh, did you blow the candles downstairs? And then the way he steps out and like looks away for a second and looks back and says, yep. I'm just like, oh, this is classic Fred Willard. You know, of course, he didn't blow at the candles. You can tell immediately. Uh, I also <laughs> yeah, really like downstairs and. Yeah, is upset yeah. about that. I also really, really liked the music, like the opening theme song. Like it actually kind of sounded to me like Return of the Living Dead or something. It was kind of groovy and kind of okay. cool. Yeah, um, I think the music is is a lot of really good choices in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I, the actual I mean, song like late choices 90s, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For late nineties, like it, it, you know, it hits a lot. You know, there's the Ramones. Uh, there's one towards the very end. I'm like, oh, this song. Oh, the Ramones, as performed by The Offspring. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's who the band was. 
Um, I, 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 I didn't pick up on that, but that makes sense. Yeah, I kind of have a soft spot for the offspring. Um, they're pretty nostalgic for me because I was really, really young when they were popular. And so, uh, yeah, I, I kind of I like that they showed up in this. Uh, so there's a sound downstairs and Fred Willard goes to investigate. Eventually, the mom also goes down. There's blood. She gets freaked out and runs back upstairs. And that's what I think is one of the like better scares of the movie is she gets then pulled underneath the bed and there's that like great splatter of blood, uh, like yeah. a diagonal, you know, splatter, and it's just like that's great. Yeah, overall, really cool opening too. Uh, there's also a good just throughout. There's a great like Halloween vibe going on because it takes place right before Halloween. So there's like decorations yeah. outside. You get the jack o' lantern people in the in the house. Yeah, we get all the costumes at the very end, which like helps play into the plot. Yeah. I've never seen this like listed as a Halloween movie to my memory, but it's definitely on my list now. Yeah, it it doesn't really. You would think it would be like high up there. Yeah, but no. Uh, so then we have Anton, who's played by Devin Sawa. I think that's how you na- say his name. I yeah, Devin Sawa. He's the guy from Final Destination, and that's like all I know, really. <laughs> He's like a heartthrob when he's we been were in kids, some other man. things yeah Casper. he was a child actor before that right was yeah night of the twisters yeah he was like the uh, little teen heartthrob he was in all the tiger beat magazines or whatever yeah he was he's been in tons of stuff he's also in the chucky tv show you gotta have the same in this movie at least he has the same like 90s dicaprio floppy hair you know yeah like yeah yeah I, and that's something I looked at. I saw that he's in the Chucky show. I couldn't think of the last oh, wow. time I had actually seen him in anything, like, recent. He so. was recently in a Christmas movie I don't remember the name of as well. Like a Hallmark a, Christmas movie, or? No, no, a horror Christmas movie. He's having a, a career oh, resurgence. Cool. Well, good well, for I, him. I, I think yeah. he does a really good job in this. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I liked his character quite a bit. Yeah. Black uh, Friday. But he basically plays... Yes, 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 yes. Um, he he basically plays a stoner with no ambition whatsoever. So he may like take the altered April seasonal award. Like we'll have to like, <laughs> really decide. But he is a top cinematic stoner in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, right away he's going to have stiff competition with Tommy Chong in the running. So, but we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, he's also in you know, SLC uh, Punk. I think he, who was he in SLC Punk? He was the kid that had acid in his pants, oh. right? And it like yeah, rained, have... or he went through sprinklers or something, and then he ended up being like yeah, yeah, fucked up from it. That's right. That's right. That's right. I love that movie. I've not seen that in forever. I've never seen that movie. I've You've seen never clips, seen it, but I've never Dude, seen Murph, the whole movie. No, Murph. If you're a Matthew Lillard fan, you have to watch it. it I is should. Like, yeah, yeah. Lillard is so good in that. Yeah. So we get a, a little bit of news from the TV. There's a serial killer in town that's <laughs> striking a bunch of people. Um, we get, again, uh, Anton as a stoner. So nobody's home. So he just light. he's on the couch in his living room and he lights a bunch of incense. And then the best piece of all time, <laughs> he has around his neck on a string, a uh, inhaler. That yeah. He just pops the thing off and is able to put weed down and then smoke up 
See, I thought so you were talking good. about when you said the best piece. I thought you were talking about the thing at the end. But no, this is pretty good no. too, right? This is fantastic. This is, I think yeah. this is just one of those things. Oh, like, no, not even that. I thought you were talking about the one. The the woman is just like a woman's breast. Oh, see, there are several good pieces in this movie, actually. Point. Yeah, yeah. I, we, we all three have I mean, something different. <laughs> I do really like the woman's chest piece. Like that's a really funny one. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I just think the inhaler around his neck is is such a good, you know, it's always on him. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind cool. Of thing. I do like, like that. It, yeah. it shows the character, right? I was wondering why it's plastic and it's not melted. He's gonna have some serious hey, it's a movie. problems Come later on. in life if he lives that long. <laughs> well, okay. Did you guys ever smoke out of a tin can, like you know, a, a coke can? You'd crush. I I had friends who did on the but... side. I had friends yeah. who did, but by the time I started smoking, I had access to actual pipes and stuff, so I never did that. I never did that oh, or the apple. It's a classic one. I smoked catnip one time <laughs> with my friend. Oh my I God. don't recommend that. I felt decently high for about maybe less than two minutes, and then I had a horrible headache. It was not good. Don't do it. Jeez. Cat- I have. I mean, I... catnip. <laughs> I bought a catnip that is rolled into joints, like with raw papers, actually. So they look exactly like joints. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, they get into it in this movie. Like, uh, Anton's out of weed, and so he calls up his dealer friends. And it, basically, it's called, this ain't Domino's. Like, get your ass over here. That was a great line. So he's out of yeah. weed. Yeah, this for ain't, part of just, the movie. <laughs> this ain't Domino's, you lazy bitch, is what he says. Yeah. Him, which, I, I, that's a great line. Yeah. Which and he gets told, you know, oh maybe you can mix nutmeg and oregano. And so as a young child, I mixed them. I never got to the point of smoking, but I was like, uh, should I? No, this is not gonna. <laughs> this is not gonna work, is it? No. I always I heard banana peels. I heard people would smoke banana peels to try to get high. I feel like I've heard that too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Anton uh, leaves his house. He's still in boxers, which is great. Uh, and then we meet and Randy, played pink. by Jack Noseworthy. He's also wearing pink fuzzy slippers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he just does not give a fuck, really. Yep. And yep. Uh, we meet his neighbor, uh, Randy, Jack Noseworthy, who's working on his big truck. And you can tell he's manly because his sleeves are cut off and the mud flaps are a, a big naked woman silhouette. Yeah. So you're like, oh. Wearing a quiet riot T-shirt and listening to "Shout at the Devil," yeah. You're he apparently like, yeah. his weeping Jesus yeah. tattoo that he has is the same one that Mickey from Natural Born Killers has. Oh, oh, that's interesting. So Anton walks across the street where his friends Mick, played by Seth Green, and then Penub, played by uh, Eldon Henson, are hanging out in the basement. Now I think we all know Seth Green, uh, Robot Chicken, and everything. This the um, Penub was one I was like, have I? Has he been in anything really since? He was, was so like, familiar oh, to of me. Course. He is in the Daredevil TV show. Yeah. He's the friend, but like he grew up and definitely with the longer hair in the show. Yeah, he's looking good. In he Daredevil. does. He looks great now. I I thought for a moment it was that redheaded kid from. You guys remember Blank Check the movie? There's like that oh, redheaded yeah. kid who's like his friend. I thought it was him for a moment, but I was like, no, those ages don't match, I don't think. But just like that, that like shade of red hair, you know, um, there's, not, there's not a lot of ginger actors like that, I feel like. So I was like, maybe it's the same person, but 
I don't just think so. to tie it into Twin Peaks like we always do, it Blank Check stars uh, Miguel Ferreira, right? That's right. As yeah. the bad guy, who is then, of course, in, in Twin Peaks as the as Albert. finicky yep, yep. Albert. That's right. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. 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 One of the sadder ones recently. So we get about, uh, like I said, Anton has no ambition whatsoever. He says his greatest dream is to lay around all day watching TV and have someone feed him food. <laughs> we we get a recap of all the deaths because like Anton hasn't been paying any attention and both uh, <laughs> Mick and Penub are like, yeah, there's a serial killer around. Um, I kind of like that. That's how they kind of sum everything up. You know, like the, is it called an exposition dump kind of? Where they, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, they, they just tell him what's going on. but Because it fits his character that he do, he doesn't pay it's attention motivated. to anything yeah. around him. He's just high all the time. He just doesn't care that his friends are like, dude, you, you haven't been watching the news at all? You don't know that all these people have been murdered? He says he hasn't been to school in like six months or so. Yeah. Yeah. His response is great, too. And they're like, don't you watch the news? And he's like, no, I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but they... Uh, Penub's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, or no, what is it? So Anton comes in. He's like, oh, man, that's real. You said you were holding. And Penub's like, yeah, but I didn't say what I was holding. And then grabs his crotch. <clears throat> a great stoner type of joke. Uh, we get introduced to Molly, played by Jessica Alba, who's riding down the road on a scooter. And she drops her songbook. And uh, we find out that there's going to be a Halloween high school dance. And... Anton's like, oh, if I, well, I guess Penub says, you know, if you get that book and give it back to her, you know, maybe something will happen. She'll invite you in. Kissy, kissy, fucky, fucky type of, you know, implications. Um, And so he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And they're like, hey, do you want to borrow some pants? And I think that he would just look down and he's like, that's a good idea. Oh, and that's the thing, when we get, uh, he leaves, and Penub's like, ooh, look what I found, a little bag of weed. And that's when they smoke out of the the busty woman's chest bong. Yeah, that one, I totally forgot about that one until Kale brought it up, yeah. (laughs) We get Anton going and getting the book. He smells it, right? And then is, like, looking through it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like, walking up to ring her doorbell, but then doesn't. And she comes out, he just like shoves the book at her and runs away, which I definitely felt that way when trying to talk to a girl I like, so. (laughs) Did you guys Uh, recognize this neighborhood? Apparently it's the same neighborhood where the movie Halloween was shot in 1978. No, I I didn't think about it for some reason. Uh, I have visited that neighborhood because it's just in Pasadena, about like 20 miles or so from where I am. And it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Like, it's gorgeous. I, did, I didn't think about it, though. Just when you were saying that, I was like, what, maybe the Brady Bunch movie or something? Like, it kind of definitely has I that I think they shot there. Yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Street shot there as well. Like, the house where uh, okay. Freddie, like, pulls the mom to... That house is there as well. Um, I think the mansion from from one of the Batman movies, maybe the Tim Burton Batman movie... I think is there, but I could be wrong about that one. But yeah, a couple, couple of cool things have shot there. Yeah. All right. Well, we get another character introduction, and I'm not sure how we should play this because it, her name is uh, Debbie LaCure. Mm-hmm. Um, she's played by an actress who at one time was the fiance of Will Smith in Independence Day. So I'm not sure if I should... <laughs> 
keep her name <laughs> out of my mouth or not. I think we can be brave uh, just, and, and say it. We're, okay, Vivica A. Fox. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Quick, check your check behind you real quick. You know. Okay. I think we're saying. No, he comes He comes from the front, Greg. Right, right. Like, yeah, if yeah, yeah. He's coming for you. He doesn't you know, hide his intentions. He's got that yeah. Terminator, that Terminator <laughs> walk, yeah. Um, but Vivica A. Fox is great. I, I love her in Kill Bill. That first oh, yeah. scene with her is just is so good. What is she's not the Black Mamba? She makes fun of Uma Thurman because she should yes. have been the Black Mamba because she was black. <laughs> yeah, I think she might be cut. Not I don't remember which one she is. But yeah, but she's great. It, I it might have been definitely underutilized in this movie. I think like yes. her 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 stuff feels really disjointed with the rest of it, just in terms of, like its tone and then how infrequently it just kind of she... comes in and out really yeah. oddly like she shows up when it's convenient type of thing i think but her character she, so she's could be going really interesting too because i just in my notes i just yeah. have Viv in the airstream because she's just like cruising down in this old airstream but she has like what <laughs> yeah. is that a raven she has a, a giant bird in the airstream with her she has all these like witchy shit you know going on there is yeah. there's a scene where oh, she's yeah. in there there's like a raven in there with her it's a massive bird but yeah it's hmm. She seems like she a really interesting character that just doesn't go anywhere. She needs her own spinoff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, a prequel, or like I guess even sequel because like she ends the movie yeah. going like let's like have ritualistic sex. Have her yeah have her and hunt like, down something yeah. else you know right call on Devin yeah. Sawa for help or something you know. They could definitely do both prequel and yes. a sequel. I'm I'm down for it. Yes. Uh, Twenty three years later. Uh, so she's in Utah, she's going on death row, and there's a guy with a shriveled hand, and she's dressed as a nun, and then she's like, like, runs out and's like, fuck, and takes off all the nun stuff, which is a pretty fun gag, I like. She doesn't, she's barely Um, out the door of the police station, too, and she starts freaking, like, she just, like, pulls it off. It's very funny. She doesn't have time to waste. Yeah. Uh, so she, she goes back, and she's, like, looking in her Airstream van, there is an article that she's already pulled out and clipped on the onto the wall that tells her where the new murders are starting. She does X's on a map and then realizes that if you connect them the right way, they form a pentagram with a big circle around it. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's a fun cinematic thing I, yeah, I enjoy. Yeah. We get Anton, he has to go shopping because they were out of out of milk and then out of dog food. I love that he steals the shopping cart and is like riding it back to his home. It's another great characterization. You know what? Who Anton's named after, right? No. Anton Levey, founder of the Church of Satan. Oh, okay. This would make Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. We yeah, we talked about it before during September, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, we meet two cops. Who I've seen them in in things. Isn't one of them in like it's always sunny in Philadelphia? I think. Yeah, Sean Whalen yeah. is weird. McFoyle brothers. Yeah, he's a McFoyle yeah. brother. Yeah. Uh, so they they talk about it how uh, Anton was a freshman when they were seniors, and like they're giving him a hard time, and eventually he just breaks down and asks them if they're holding. He's like, "I'm desperate, man. You guys have access to the evidence locker, right?" Yeah. They were this mad that he, they're like, he is. <laughs> they're like, don't you think we wanted to go smoke weed behind like the gym or whatever they said? I, I love that they were angry that he never invited them to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you guys were dorks. 
they eventually like find the baggie on him and they're gonna write him a ticket for littering they just drop it on the ground and i love that then after that is him at the house mixing the oregano and nutmeg and then using the littering ticket as the rolling paper (laughs) another great character touch it works so well yeah Uh, it tastes bad he He has to rinse his mouth out Yes, this dish soap apparently was, Devin Sawa came up with that gag on the spa. It was like an improvised thing where he squirted the dish soap in his mouth. That's pretty good. I was actually wondering if it was going to be real dish soap or if they like had put something else yellow, but that's great if it was, if it was improvised. So he starts making a sandwich and as he pulls out one of the knife, it's all bloody, but I love how he just (laughs) doesn't pick up on it. Until after he has finished his sandwich and is taking a bite. And he's like already put the knife back in the mayo. It's such a gr- like gross shot. It's perfect. Oh yeah, this is we got introduced to his dog too. Because the, jo- the dog licked the joint to seal it. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah we get, yeah. They, there's a dog and a cat. I can't yeah, remember the, the dog's name, but Bones was the, the cat's name. I love that and as a cat name. It's eyeball. all white. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then another one of my favorite jokes is Anton is pushing the dog to like <laughs> when he's trying to investigate all this stuff and the, the dog is just sitting on its back as he's pushing it. It's so good. Oh, I wrote it down. The dog's name is Duke. And it's a Duke. Yeah, adorable okay. dog. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so there's a lot of noises. He runs around. He eventually finds his parents are in like the Halloween decorations that had the candles in them. It's like a What's the the painting? American Gothic yeah. clothing and then pumpkins on their heads, basically. And then so it's Fred Willard and, and Connie Ray, whatever her name was, in there. Um, and so he's all freaked out about it. But that's exactly when uh, Mick and Penub show up. And he's like, guys, guys, you got to see this. And they're so distracted by the TV and the rap music video that's playing. <laughs> because it, they didn't think it could be played on TV anymore. Uh, before that, when he first sees, like, a shadow at his door, which he finds out later is Mick, he, like, runs up and goes under the covers with Duke. Oh, yeah. It is yeah, such, like, a great. classic, like, gonna go hide. <laughs> the fact that his first thought is to hide under the covers is really funny to me. And he also invites the dog under there, too. Yeah. So they're all kind of freaked out about, you know, the murder. Um, there's also, like, a bag of ears or onion rings with ears from the, there were twins that were killed at the what was it jungle burger what yeah else? something like weird, that yeah Wild chain. Name. so uh they reach down and they they see that the mom has like a piece of fabric in her hands and they take it out and they're seeing it's part of a gray shirt and they eventually realize like and they put it next to anton's torn shirt and i love the line the killer was wearing your shirt <laughs> <laughs> also it's to so, deal with all they're this. so dumb <laughs> To it's deal so with all perfect. this, like, Penub, like, Penub, like, takes, like, a stress hit of weed. He, like, is, like, kind of panicking, and he, like, loads a bowl real quick and, like, hits it. <laughs> oh, that was, that was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, Anton's, like, trying to explain, like, it's not me, it's, you know, something's weird going on. And, uh, it's Mick and him are, like, at the fridge. Mick, like, tries to keep them apart, opens up the fridge, and hands him a beer bottle. And we don't see it, but we just hear the crash, and then... Uh, like a very sickening thud and we see seth green falling with a with a giant beer bottle in his head maybe one of the best effects we're gonna see this month 
Yeah, not bad. Just they get, throw it they, out there. they really milk this prosthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really great, and he gets to wear it for the rest of the movie, which is very funny. Yeah. Uh, and this is when we start getting the first little bits of the hand kind of doing its own thing, uh, pulling Anton throughout the house. And I think I think Anton does such a good, or I guess Devin Sawa does such a good job in this performance. Like, you, I, he really sells it to me. I totally agree. I was thinking that while I was watching it this time, I was like, I'm going to pay attention to the hand to see how he acts because it's i don't know i just paid really close attention to it this time and he does a really good job i i kind of wanted to see did he work with like a hand coach or something <laughs> did that he have bruce yeah. campbell come in and mentor him and how to act with a possessed hand yeah because maybe thinking that, that was too, something like his you know, right I mean, it, it's a very, like, I don't want to say original, because it is heavily taking from Evil Dead 2, like, yeah. in a lot of the of the places. But it is such a fun, like, unique comedy. Maybe that's the best word for it. Right. Um, you, you don't know, we have get... a lot of evil hand movies. I think there's a few of them. Uh, there's one with Peter Lorre, I think, uh, where his hand is, like, possessed and floats around. and But that not much of, like... The hand is possessed and still on your body. Yeah, right. Um, and it, it definitely takes. I'm if even if not just the effects, like the Adams Family movies of mm-hmm. of thing just walking around. I believe that it was the actual hand from the Adams Family. Oh, like the same puppet. That would, yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's the same puppet. And also, I like that there are little nods to other horror movies throughout the movie as well yeah including um on the tv they show dawn of the dead and night of the living dead at different times and there's rob zombie and this is i th- i'm pretty sure this is before he was a director um but it's still yeah. just yes. and being there's other things as well that i will point out that is interesting just nods to other horror movies too i think i saw one right here because he's chasing Penub around um and Penub goes into the basement and then there's a shot where he like has both hands pressed against the door and he's like shot from below like the, like in the shining it's like exactly the shot Ooh. of jack yeah i didn't think about that but as soon as you said it yeah it does when he's trapped in the the food yeah. closet yeah yeah uh so he he runs in uh him and penubber in the basement he's like get away and as he's running up the stairs uh anton like picks up a saw blade and throws it decapitates penub the head rolls down and then says, "Cool." <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, ca- I'm gonna call my shot a lot with this movie. Best kill of the month. It's gonna be really hard to beat this one. The sawblade one, you mean, or just this movie? In yeah, general? oh yeah. The just, no, good. I mean, the, yeah. I think this whole movie in general can run away at the masses, but yeah, we'll that see. kill particular. Yeah. Oh, okay, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't like the uh, shark, the shark bra kill from Evil Bong. <laughs> uh, we have a, a great scene where he's trying to calm himself down, and he's going to watch cartoons, but the hand keeps fighting him to watch a different channel. Like it wants to watch horror movies. Yeah, that's real fun. Really cool. It looks like a, it's like a commercial bumper or something, but like the claymation hand, like coming out of a grave or something. Like, oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then I think he switches to, I think it's, it might be Dementia 13, one of the movies he switches to briefly, but I could be wrong about that. It, 
I have not actually seen Dementia 13. I've just seen it as part of like a, you know, classic like late night horror movie reference. Is this um? Has he? Is this when he runs into the uh, support beam? Did this already happen? I think it's right before he sits down. He just like smacks into a support beam. It's not a big <laughs> no, thing, I but it's that, like. I- that's really loud because it's definitely it's like right after he kills both of his friends and then he runs into the support yeah. beam. Uh, but that's actually the sound and everything is Devin Sawa actually is like banging into the the thing on his own. And Ooh. apparently they, they oh, took that. They did it a few times, too. And each time he just he did it. He took one for the team and just smacked into the beam. He was really wow. dedicated. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, he seems like honestly, he seems like a pretty good guy and like a real real sport. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the cat comes up to him and he ends up throwing it out of a window <laughs> and over into like Molly's. So he's trying to go get it. The hand rings the bell for Molly's. Then we get a lot of like bush jokes because Jessica Alba comes out in the most revealing jammies of all time. Yeah, insane. It, I'm not going to argue with it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he says he's dangerous but she invites him in goes up to her room eventually he grab the hand grabs her ass and she's impressed and never thought he would do such a thing so that automatically makes her like him and they start making out the hand you know has its own mind and is trying to hurt her to the point where he's like takes her robe belt and then ties the hand to the bed so it can't get out and then i love her line Ooh, you're kinky. I will say this is the moment. The entire treatment of her character, quote unquote, character, character is what yeah. started to like tank this movie for me because I was really enjoying this up till this part, and then you get to here and you're like, well, now they're just like they're just pandering to like a teen audience, you know what I mean, like a horny male teen audience, and yes, yes, it is. It yeah. is totally that. Um, it, it's doing it. It's not the most you know male chauvinistic pig that it could be it's it gets there like that's what it is doing but it is like a you know teenage male fantasy the girl next door who yeah you just have to be like you just have to say hi to her and then all of a sudden she likes you right yeah you you have to grab her but (laughs) right right that's that's after it was but After admitting you you read her lyrics, which she was private, you know, keeping private and close to the chest. But she like, she's glad that you memorize them and like you know are yeah. happy. Like she has some characterization, I guess. She's a songwriter. She's maybe not her like kink. A, a, maybe her kink is that she just likes all of her boundaries to be stomped on. <laughs> Somebody out there is like that. I'm sure. I was thinking it's you know how they have the like character female characters written by males or something like that that's what this felt like is that there weren't really oh yeah like women participating in the writing of this character at all <laughs> i could be wrong yeah but for yeah sure. I, I felt like um when she was acting i was like man she's really not good at acting and i do i kind of agree <laughs> with greg it's, she's kind of the worst thing about this movie she's she is very cute but it did kind of take me out of the movie when when she was in it just because she's she's not good at acting at all and yeah so yeah she has it's, roles I still but i agree it, like but... she is eye candy that that's all she really is in this movie yeah and sadly they don't give her much chance to do anything else but be that yeah 
you know, uh, same. It's kind of the same with like you know. I don't know. Sadly, the worst part of this movie are the female characters like her and Vivica A. Fox, who is a great idea for a character and great concept, but it's just very underutilized. And then, um, oh, later we meet her friend. I actually thought her friend was a pretty funny character. Um, so we'll talk about her. Later, Tanya, I, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they make out. We don't really know how far it goes, but uh, her parents eventually come, and he has to go away. He does, uh, he buries all the, the people he's killed. He gives a very touching eulogy <laughs> uh, about his parents and how he's sorry. And that, uh, what he has a thing about like Nick and Panub about like the great times, you know, like we got stoned and watched TV. And then the other times that we, um, <laughs> maybe that's all we did. Uh, but then we get again, uh, parts of the great effects is just they start moaning the bodies uh mick and penub get up they are zombies they are the undead now so we have demonic possession and zombies in one movie yeah wonderful uh and he buried them like six inches deep there's like (laughs) zero effort for them to claw their way out of the ground i'm surprised he even buried them to begin with like yeah, that was impressive yeah. for the way that they've set his character up thus far. I also have a quote here. Well, and Jessica he... Alba's character says, "My parents might take offense to some dirty, bloody boy banging their daughter." Yeah, well, that's, that's the other he's thing. He's already he's... bloody. Yeah, he's. And he said he had a fight with his cat, and she doesn't question this anymore, and and has sex with them. We can assume. This, yeah. She says, "Like this well, you got your ass." Does kit. not pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> no. Um... So he gets uh, hit with the uh, shovel and then wakes up in his bed. I love it. He has the, like that it was the most intense dream. And he thinks that like it was all just part of it. And he comes down and sees uh, Mick sitting on the couch. And Penub's head is like on the chair sideways. And Penub's body is like they're, you know, disconnected walking around. He's and fooled at I lo- first. They, he thinks love... everything's fine. It's that was very funny, to right? Me, the way that they shoot, and then it comes down, and I love pan around the zombie conversation that the, they have about it, where Nick is talking about like you know they saw a light and all these women's voices saying "Come into the light." Oh, it was like so. What happened? It's like you know we figured fuck it. It was really far. That is so funny that it was the tunnel of light was too far for them to walk down, and they just gave up, and that's why they're zombies. <laughs> Like, I appreciate I, I, that they sort of explained why these guys are zombies, why nobody else came back. Yes, it's yeah. Kind, yeah. it's very that, dumb, it but hilarious. it's also because I was wondering wh- why are they the only ones that came back? So yeah, it's nothing really to do with like the satanic stuff going on with the hand. It's just a separate like supernatural. They're just occurrence. too lazy to actually continue <laughs> on. Yeah, I think they this just is where to, like, are they watching process. Is this where they watch the Dragula music video? No, that's a little bit later. So uh, okay. we, we cut to Randy trying to pick up a chick at the memorial at the Jungle Burger. It's a lot of convoluted thing to get, like, Anton is trying to find out more about the devil. And so Randy listens to satanic music. So, of course, he knows about the devil. Uh, it's very convoluted. Uh, Randy is in the drive through at Jungle Burger, and then... Dev, or Anton puts on the costume, like, runs in there. Real quick about it, the manager of the Jungle Burger 
in the title is Jungle Burger Manager, is played by a little character actor named Joey Slotnick. Now, oh, yeah. when I went to film school in New York, I saw very few celebrities in my time there. Antonio Banderas, I'm pretty sure. I didn't get confirmation. Um, <laughs> Natalie Portman at one time. But I was in my actual uh, film school, and I'm like kind of walking through, and there I see the elevator, and there's a guy in there, and he's got the curly hair. And I like the recognition of my face <laughs> and I see him and it's like, as the doors are closing, he's like kind of weirded out, but I'm looking at him like, I know you. Oh my God. From like nip talk. But yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. I know Joey Slotnick. I think I know him more yeah. just by name. He's just someone I've heard like of before. Yeah. He's great. Very exciting. I would have, a, I would have the same reaction, Murph. Just saying. Right. Yeah. Like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So we get the explanation. We get the titular line where Randy is telling him idle hands are the devil's play playthings or playpen. He says one of the two at some point. I think he might even get it. Anton gets it wrong later on. Well, I think Randy gets it wrong because the actual quote is the devil's workshop, right? That's what it says in the Bible. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. And then Randy, I think, says playground. And then later, King James yeah. version? <laughs> i don't know actually that's a good question um but then uh yeah then later uh anton changes it to devil's playpen so it's said yeah. a couple ways yeah <laughs> so that's the thing he's like gonna keep it busy and then that's when we cut to the dragula video with all three of mick penub and anton sitting on the couch and anton is knitting and just yes. like it's a great keep shot the hands I, busy. I love yeah. him doing that yeah uh the cops yeah. get a noise disturbance and so they come in they're like ooh. You know, we can catch the serial killer. It's the guy. Bust in, draw the uh, guns. And Anton keeps shouting, cuff me. Cuff me, cuff me, cuff me. And before they can actually do it, he... The hand takes out the knitting needles and then stabs one of them straight through the head. See, this to me is my contender for best kill. That stab to the head with the knitting needle looks really, really good. It does, I, just, I really like yeah. the way it's shot. Like, the impact of it is great. Um... The blood work on that is really, really good. Uh, I was seeing in the in the trivia that I guess the director said he was going for like an Italian giallo feel with this. Mm. Um, and I thought that was like that one moment you're like, oh yeah, that is like a giallo kill. Like it's all full in frame. You see the needle go in and out of the head. Like it's really well done. Yeah. I was going to say too, 1999, big year for Rob Zombie's Dracula being in this and The Matrix. <laughs> That's true. So good work. Yeah. Good work, Rob Zombie. He's he's getting those uh royalty checks, definitely. Oh yeah. Uh he kills the other one with the taser, like straight into the face. Which is a great shot as well. Oh so yeah. So at that point he decides, well, I need to cut the sucker off. There's a lot of back and forth. He's gonna try <laughs> the bagel guillotine. <laughs> he puts and a rubber like, band. That shit doesn't even cut my bagel. Yeah, and it bends. He puts a rubber to band. Hand. Yeah, but a rubber band to yeah, try to great. like uh, as a tourniquet is really funny too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it wrapped around twice. It's not even yeah. like really that sturdy. Uh, so they try the bagel guillotine. He says, "Get the electric carver," and Mick goes and like picks it up and is having fun. A fun weather face reference. Yeah, you know he's laughing. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, that you know unplugs from the wall. So eventually he's just like, "Fuck it, we'll get the cleaver." He can't actually hit the hand until he gets Penub to bite the hand as he like chops down on it. Uh, didn't really think it through. 
obviously he's like very uh bad mick comes in with the hot iron to cauterize it says don't you watch er (laughs) and then they run out to go get a first aid kit and burritos and it's fun that the hand actually like leaves a message in blood it was like that was a mistake or something like that this is fun I think it says bad move, Anton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then at that point when Molly comes over in her angel costume. And we have a, a, a battle with the hand. He eventually gets it into the microwave and turns it on. And it starts, like, cooking and bleeding. Another yeah, that's really a, cool effect. That is, a, that is a cool moment. I like that. It starts squirting goo all over the inside of the microwave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so him and, and Molly, like, take off for... Uh, something he's like oh you should go to the dance without me i'll be there soon and uh mick and panup come back and they're like well he's not here let's cook these burritos and i love how they see the dirty microwaves like should we clean it first it's like oh yeah let's just fucking do the whole house while we're at it (laughs) they never explain how they managed to purchase all these things looking like they do but we can guess this since it's halloween like Oh no! It's just uh, he says they're at their house, at, like at Penub's house. Uh, like, gotcha, gotcha. There's a first aid kit, and then he's these. like, "Ooh, okay. burritos too." Yeah. See, I don't know. I got with the burritos thing. They assumed they were going to purchase these. I don't know why, but yeah. All right, here, mind then. Uh, so yeah, they they put the mic or the burritos in there. The hand gets out, and they're like, "Oh, that was weird." And as Penub is trying to, um, well, how did they? Okay, so at first he's like looking at the instructions, and Mick's like, "This is weirding me out too much." And grabs one of those giant uh, barbecue forks and just shoves in the head on it and then puts it on his body. So it kind of, you know, it's working. And then as Panub is trying to eat the burrito, it's like coming out of the neck. Ugh. Yeah, that was a, that was so a really gross. good gross effect. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't he like take a finger and like then get some and puts it back yes. in his mouth? Um. So Mick like duct tapes it around. It's just such a good visual of of the thing, and they get into it when they go to the Halloween dance. Like it's a great costume. Yeah, looks fantastic. Um, I also really like the work that they do in the eyes of both Mick and Penub to make them look dead. Like the bloodshot eyes uh, look look great. Yeah, all the kind we of should gray go and veiny. as Anton, Mick, and Penub for Halloween. That is a great great idea all right so uh <laughs> who's gonna be anton greg i'm looking at you i could do anton um kill do you want to be penub or mick oh how about this i'll go as jessica alba <laughs> uh? Uh? i'll go as anton because that's the easiest one <laughs> i can't do a lot of makeup because my skin is so sensitive i'll get rashes and shit and hives I can't put a bottle on my head or like dead makeup on. <laughs> I'll just wrap some shit around. We'll my just hand. do yeah. I feel that, like kind of yeah. not too hard. You do just do like zombie makeup and then some duct tape around your neck, right? And I have an inhaler. Like double wrap the duct tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. And the hair. There the you go. Perfect. Uh, so this is the point where uh, Vivica A. Fox meets up with Randy. She like literally just puts it right out in the open at the bowling alley. Like, what what are you doing in town? He's like, well, I'm searching for evil about like all this <laughs> hand. And he's like, hey, I know a guy who does that. Uh, so they basically team up. It's very convenient, but it's fun. Like, you don't yeah, really I don't, need much. 
the, their dynamics not like terrible there's kind of it's kind of fun you know i do i do feel like randy at this point has like fired off a couple slurs <laughs> that don't get said much these days you know yeah i i think most of this movie has aged pretty well i mean those kind yeah. of jokes definitely the jessica alba not even really being a she's like a one-dimensional character she's like yeah. a 1.5 dimensional team. character right right it, it's, it's age it's but it has aged better than scary movie did <laughs> in terms of some of its jokes yeah yeah it, it totally did uh so the hand leaves a note he's going after molly uh mick is like you know fuck it here let's get high and that's when Anton kind of has his, like, like, a character. Like, he has an arc. He says, like, I'm actually going to do something. He rips off his inhaler and throws it on the ground. And um, as he's doing this, Mick is like, all right, no Kevin Costner speeches. Let's just go. I don't care about this. Uh, they go to steal Randy's truck, but it's a stick shift, which is a funny gag. And then he has to have someone else shift the hand for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh it knocks out vivica a fox and then there's a weird thing with randy assaulting her under the guise of giving cpr yeah because it's like she doesn't need it and he the way he looks around before he does it i know i literally just said to oh their dynamics kind of fun and then i immediately forgot about this about scene. that yeah, yeah. but then as, as she wakes up she says "Ooh, barf breath so like you know some comeuppance it's, it's fun they like you know they keep it light. Is this who says CPR? I saw it on Baywatch, or that's Penub earlier, right? Yeah, Penub sees he wants to try CPR on the dead parents. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, oh yeah, that's right. He like just starts like, banging yeah. on his chest. Yeah. Yeah, because he saw it on Baywatch. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, back in the New York groove. One of my favorite songs. Uh, there's two people in kiss costumes making out in a car that the hand <laughs> comes and kills. We do get some boobs in the movie. Yeah, and a scene where the, a severed or a guy is grabbing a woman's boobs, and then a third severed hand crawls hand up her comes chest, in, which yeah. is creative. And she's you know. <laughs> really into it, and then the hand chokes her. It smacks yeah. him on the the glass, and he's dead. Uh, we get Jessica Alba at the party dancing, and we meet her friend, which is like dressed as a devil, which is fun. The angel and devil costumes going together. Yeah. They, her everyone dancing is, is dance, very strange. I yeah, I was just gonna say the dancing is fucking insane, especially to like the Ramones, which I think is playing right now. It's like yeah. and she's like doing like kind of swimmer stuff and doing the whole like I. It's really bizarre. It yeah, was weird. it was her beckoning me into like puberty, like the when she's doing <laughs> the hands thing. Like I don't know what it is, just you know the the liquidy body, the skimpy outfit. It just I don't know, man. Well, this school gym has actually been used before in both Buffy the Vampire oh. Slayer and Jawbreaker. And Jawbreaker is one of my Ooh. favorite 1999 teen movies. I love Jawbreaker. Movies. Yeah. Teens played oh, by Oh, yeah, the same olds. year. That's right. Yeah, no, Jawbreaker is fantastic. I, I do. Yes, it is, is a le- legitimately so an yeah. excellent movie. Yes. Yeah, Judy Greer is, it's one of her best roles. Like, she's incredible in that. I don't Rose know. It's hard for her too. to beat her uh arrested development character um, oh i mean that's he... gonna be that's number one uh kitty i believe yeah oh kitty yeah say yeah, goodbye yeah. to these michael yeah um, that's so funny <laughs> so tanya the devil girl um likes penubs and, and mixed costumes that like it's a, it's a real fun kind of bit where they're like oh we're gonna win best costume 
we we see a principal or one of the administrators calling a sex line and then that's when the hand starts creeping up his pants and he's like oh i'm so hot i can feel you i can feel you and it like rips out his crotch or whatever but we get a really cool thing afterwards where the hand then is sharpening each of its digits into the pencil sharpener yeah that's and then cool. you get that that like nice shot of like the five like really sharp fingertips yeah this is where i just i noticed too i mean i think i thought it when you there's a shot earlier when the couple is in the car and you see the hand crawling in the windshield which is nice and creepy but this part i was just like i where i noticed how good the puppeteering is like on the mm-hmm. hand to like give it personality and stuff um, yeah and it's just like the icing on the cake with the nails yeah i knew a kid in high school who shaved his nails down like that i guess filed really? his nails down so he had like creepy sharp nails Ooh. yeah he's like extra goth <laughs> and he is in federal penitentiary today <laughs> So uh, we, we get Fox uh, finally coming and finding Anton. And she's like, I can cure, I can fix everything. And then so she pulls a giant kind of weirdly curved knife. I don't know what, how you would describe that. Like a wavy blade. Yeah. And I'm tries sure to stab him. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, it comes like, well, you actually, I cut the hand off. It's not on. I'm not possessed anymore. She's like, that's a fucking stupid thing that you did. We have to um, kill it before midnight, or it's going to take your girlfriend to hell. Something, I don't know. Like, real quick. And he's like, well, it's great. It's only, it's like barely, it's not even nine o'clock. We got plenty of time. And she like pops up her and watch. She's like, uh, no, Druid time. We have like six <laughs> minutes to go. I thought that was her funniest moment, is that she has a stopwatch for Druid time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to the dance and Penub is making out with Tanya and Mick's like very grossed out with us. It's like, dude, that's illegal. <laughs> like necrophilia is not a thing you need to mess with. <laughs> he actually, and Penub thinks he's going to get some, which is, which is really fun. Uh, Anton runs up on the stage and he's like telling everyone about the hand. No one believes him. They start throwing things at him. And then that's when the hand like attacks the, the lead singer guitarist attacks the offspring yeah we get almost a carrie-esque uh scene with like people dying like the the rafter things like falling on people everyone's running away yeah the offspring dude's kill was pretty cool because it was great yeah it gets scalped it's pretty awesome yeah and i like that it's in front of so many people it's it's pretty neat yeah i like it a lot Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) Like I said, very nostalgic yeah. for the offspring, so I was happy to see them pop up in this, yeah. Uh, so Molly and Tanya go into the ventilation shaft, the hand's following, there's a whole convoluted, like, uh, Galaxy Quest X scene where, like, there's a, a giant fan that they have to get around. Why? Yeah. There's just a giant fan. Yeah, this part was pretty stupid. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun, though. Like, Molly gets through, like, they hold a shoe... She takes the little whip from the devil girl and slides down, but the, the devil is is too scared. And uh, the hand's there, puts a noose around her, drops her down. And then when the fan starts, it doesn't cut the, the, the noose. It, like, sucks it up. So then she is obliterated by the fan. Uh, we don't see it, but then we get to see all of the, like, bloody gore yeah. afterwards. When Mick and Penub come up and he's like, oh, man... 
I was totally going to get some. I thought this whole event scene was pretty weak. Although I do yeah. really like, uh, I think her name is Katie Wright, the actress playing Tanya. She's got a really funny bit before that when they're going to the events. And she's like, you know, Penumbra is actually pretty cool. He's he's pretty, he's very creative. I don't know if he did that costume or someone else did, but she's like going off on how much she likes Penumbra now. Uh, I thought that was really good. I looked into her too. She was like a crew member on Jurassic Park. Like I don't think she was that much of an actress really? before this. Yeah. She seemed to like mostly just kind of work behind the scenes, which is kind of neat to make then to make a jump into acting. Well, uh, Mick and Penub are like following in the vents and then they see all the, the gore. He's like, oh, let's just turn back. I'm not going this way. <laughs> there's a great joke about like, well, if you like you were going to get some. I mean, if you still want a piece, there's plenty lying around <laughs> over there. That line is kind of clever. And it also just kind of struck me as weird to say right after she gets killed. Like, I know this movie's not exactly serious, but that just kind of I mean, they like, are zombies, yeah. too. So. That's true. Their, their view of death is a little different. Yeah. Right. We have uh, Anton starts fighting the puppet or like the hand that is now in puppet. <laughs> like the rest of the movie, the hand is in a puppet for, <laughs> for some reason. It makes it really dumb but yeah. gives it like a personality to an extent i almost feel like because they talked about the whole thing of oh it's gonna send her to hell at midnight which comes out of nowhere and we have no idea why her it seems to just be targeting her and then with the puppet i almost felt like they reshot the ending or something and they couldn't get hmm. like the hand puppet back so they had to do something else with it is my guess i that is just interesting pure speculation Oh. Ooh. So this was not the original ending. The uh, original ending involved a, it was a pool scene, and it was a pool model. It wasn't even like a real pool. Um, and then they also had a wall of hands and a hellhole type of thing. Oh my god. Um, the, yeah, but then the the test screening or whatever, um, they said that it was a little darker than the rest of the film. So it was just hmm. too serious. So then they ended up replacing yeah. the entire ending with a, a goofier ending that has like the shop class stuff. And it's it's more comedic because I guess the original yeah. ending was scarier. And that does kind of go into I have a, another quote, um, like Greg said earlier, that the director was kind of going for a Jalo feel. But uh, Seth Green apparently said in, I think, 2007. So after the movie that um, everybody working on it had a different mission statement. So we all thought that we were making a different mm. movie. Me and the boys, Devin, Eldon, and Seth, we were convinced we were making a high drama with some comedic elements, and we tried to make our relationship <laughs> as lifelong best friends believable. The director was attempting to make a throwback Italian horror film, like a Dario, a Dario Argento flick, and the writers really wanted it to be Heather's. Then the studio was also listening to the testing markets and saying that they really want the zombies to be cuter and to have wacky antics, and all the kids <laughs> thought there should be more pot smoking, and that the pot needed to save the day and that jessica alba needed to have her shirt ripped off oh so my god it was yeah a lot of stuff going on so it's kind of why the ending is a little Some, sometimes the public is right but i would be so interested <laughs> to see that original ending i, I bet it would be very look know. the the pot stuff i'm cool with that the album one is i think it's that that's a, it really harms the movie you know what i mean like that that actively like takes it down a notch for me uh just the treatment of her character in general i don't know if the entirety of that character is the way it is because of test audiences but you know you can i can definitely feel that disjointed nature in this um mm -hmm. i feel like we should we should demand 
we should demand the original cut of Idle Hands, right? Yeah, I wonder if I that want, is possible. I want the Zack Snyder cut of Idle yeah. Hands. I want a five-hour, let's get Jessica Alba back. She could also uh, <laughs> do it in a Wonder Woman costume, maybe? Sure. Would that be yeah. better, Greg? <laughs> do you think she would be a better Wonder Woman? Than Gal Gadot? Honestly, you might get the same level of acting ability from both. I don't think I, yeah, you, that's, you know, that's probably pretty yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the, yeah, the hands in a puppet, uh, Anton's about to smash it. Mick and Penub fuck it up again. And then we find Molly is tied to like a car top and there's a pentagram on the ceiling and the, we're in the shop class and it's just raising, keeps raising up. Like it's going to smash her. It's a lot of hand fights. Um, Again, he tries to save her and then tears her dress. Just part of it. The male chauvinistic teenage fantasy. Uh, they're fighting the hand on, on the actual hydraulic press. The three of them can't do it. And so then he... Mick goes over and pulls off a thing. And there is a bong made out of car parts. That then he ref- refers to it as Mighty Joe Bong. Yes, yeah. And then Penub makes a Popeye's joke that he needs his spinach. <laughs> they all smoke up and they're like, oh man, what are you doing getting high? And then so Anton uh, takes a big hit from the bong and Jessica Alba's like, you're getting high with your friends and I'm dying. Ugh, men. <laughs> uh, Anton just blows the smoke into the puppet and we get a really stupid gag of the puppet turning over and the its eyes, eyes rolling back into its yeah. head, and they're all they're all bloody, or um, yeah, all red. And so it falls Shot. down. He's able to like, yeah, to get it. the The hand eventually jumps, and that's when Vivica A. Fox just runs in, throws the knife, and it impales the hand onto Mick's chest, which is just fun. Uh, it just like poofs out of existence, and they make a joke about like, what? Not, like that's it. There's no, like, screaming hellfire or anything. It just just disappears. Knowing there was a hellhole in the original ending, that feels like a reference to the cutscene. Like, oh, yeah. we're not doing yeah. a big bombastic, like, hellhole there's, thing? There's no special yeah. effect for this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's when uh, Vivica A. Fox says, well, time for the ritualistic sex, and her and Randy leave for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly and Anton start making out. Eventually, there's an accident, and the car crushes him. <laughs> um the the white light happens again mick and Penub finally do walk in to it and they you know ask if anton's coming but then we get to the reveal and that anton is actually living out his dream uh, he is in a full body cast in the hospital i didn't Jessica even think about Alba this yeah is feeding him pudding that's why it's a fantastic movie greg it comes full <laughs> circle there are character besides Jessica Alba's character. There are there are character arcs throughout the movie, uh, threads that you know weave in and out. Yeah, and uh, we we get that uh, Mick and Penub come back as his guardian angels, and they're there to keep him out of trouble. And there's a like one last joke where they uh, wrote on the ceiling, "I'm under the bed," and so he starts freaking out as they're like walking down the hallway, making a joke like, "Ah, we did that!" Ha 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 ha. Finn, 
I think the real last thing they say is something about not, or they want to walk through nurses, but careful because some are men, which is like, yeah, that's uh, not the best joke to leave off on. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's, I think it's very strong throughout. There are the, the, the issues that we have established, but compared to like scary movie, which was a couple years after, right? It was like 2001. As a, or, a year after the next year, I believe. Okay, right? yeah, two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I guess we can um, give some final thoughts and rate this. What do What do we want to rate it out of? Possessed hands, cheesy poofs, topless. That's one bonks. thing that they're they're throwing the the cheese puff balls into each other's mouth, and then when Penelope right. decapitate it, it's on the the cherries just throwing them, missing most of them because you know you have to move around. <laughs> We could do it out of like the uh, inhaler inhaler pieces, inhaler pipes. That's not bad. Uh, knitting needles, mighty Joe um. bongs. <laughs> I I think uh, inhaler pieces is is a fun one. So all right. Uh, well, I'm hosting. I'll go first. I really enjoy this movie, uh, even from just the my initial watching back in the day. I thought, again, it holds up very well. It's not anywhere close to a masterpiece, but it's not trying to be Citizen Kane. It's going for a dumb stoner comedy, and it's problematic, sure. What before 9-11 wasn't problematic? You know, <laughs> we, had a, we had a very uh, detached view of reality at that oh, point in American This culture. movie was also uh delayed the release was delayed because of columbine oh see there you go that makes sense yeah well i guess so teen serial killer it just seems very teen serial killer uh just the violence of the school yeah 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 it was a tense time i'm the oldest one here so i have the clearest memory of this time i will say and it was a very tense (laughs) time i remember (laughs) <laughs> 12 13 i was you know i i wasn't in still in diapers like greg here but you know <laughs> uh, it it does Almost fall accurate. on its face a couple times it uh doesn't reach like the fullest heights that it can but i think most of the performances are are really genuine and fun the story like i said is not exactly wholly original but it is a fun take on all this stuff we have a lot of interesting references greg i love the the shining one i want to go back just to watch that and and see that shot i'm gonna have to i'm going high guys i'm (laughs) i'm going high i'm going four out of five uh inhaler pieces very nice wow cool um i can go next i i also enjoyed watching this although i think all of its various issues sort of really pile up by the end there's uh the jessica alba stuff the lack of vivica a fox and just her old kind of detachment from the whole thing i i really love the premise and a lot of the, the ideas like the reanimated stoner zombies um they're pretty fun except i just kind of start to find most of their jokes to become a little tiring as things go on I do think that there's a lot of highlights in this movie, but none of it gels together into like a cohesive thing for me. And then learning that it was so that each member of the cast and part of the production had a different idea for how things should go. Just it really, really makes sense. It's like scream all over where Skeet Ulrich is like, what are we doing here? (laughs) 
Yeah, except that one somehow managed to work out, but this one, I just, I feel that, like, well, it probably Well, you have changed. Master of Horror, Wes Craven, yeah. It, yeah, it yeah, things out. work out, yeah. I think it was also <laughs> only Craven. Skeet that didn't know what was going on, and this one, it was literally yes. nobody knew what was going on. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, if if a, a more, like, established director had taken, uh, like, I automatically, I'm thinking about it, Sam Raimi would have oh, been yeah. a really fun choice for totally. this. Yeah, it's going for a Sam Raimi type of feel, and I feel like it only sometimes manages to, to capture that. And then it, it's just sort of like, it kind of just peters out into like a pretty lame ending for me. I think that like the entire final set piece just doesn't really work. Even then, it has some fun jokes like the like the Mighty Joe Bong and stuff. But just like it kind of just comes together and like, well, they almost was like they gave up a little bit. And I know they didn't. They were they had to reshoot it. So, you know, um. I I think though I'm gonna go two point five, uh, inhaler inhaler pieces, yeah. bordering on a three. I think I'll do like a two point eight or nine. You know, because I do think that its flaws are like pretty glaring to me because they do like kind of ruin what is a good time until they start to pile up and really kind of you know weigh the movie down. So yeah, like a two point eight. I'll say two point eight. Okay, I enjoyed this movie. It was a little bit nostalgic. Um, maybe it's, it's a, a perfect runtime for thing. Kill. It is yeah. ninety-two nice minutes. Short. The jokes. I thought the jokes were pretty funny. It was nice to see Seth Green and Devin Sawa and and Vivica A. Fox and Fred Willard. You know, it was nice to see all these people. Um, and I. It also is kind of cobbled together at times, but I they do keep some consistency in the jokes. Obviously, you guys have already addressed the problematic issues, so I won't go over that again. Um, but the the effects in this are really great. It just looks yeah. really good. There isn't really anything that stands out as looking cheesy or looking like it was wasn't well made. Um, so that was that really. It's just funny and goofy, but like gory as hell too, in like a fun way. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I watched it a few months ago, and I think I was in a bad mood, because I was like, man, that didn't hold up. That was disappointing. Um, but upon watching it this last week, I'm going with a four. Four inhaler pipes. Wow. Because I, nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's such Dang. a good, I, it's such a fun time. It's it's, uh, it's perfect it escapism. Maybe like, I can rewatch it. Of course. Then, I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe you'll get Were a, you high you know, when you a, watched it? Question. Oh, I was. I definitely was. Maybe it was wearing off by the end. Maybe I was kind of like sobering up, which is part of it. But like, uh, no, I was high at the beginning, definitely, because I wrote down in my notes somebody in the crew. I don't remember what he did, but there's a member of the crew named Christopher Baffa, whose name pops up during the credits. And I wrote down Christopher Baffa these nuts. So I was definitely high at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> that doesn't even track, not. you know, but. <laughs> I was oh, this not was a sober high, but watch. I still Interesting. It. Yeah. Oh. I don't really get high that that often. Sorry to disappoint you guys. <laughs> I've been I've been I'm doing it especially for these movies. You know, um, a lot of times for it's just sitting down to a movie where I'll get high. But like you know, or, or select movies, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll just try this one. You know, stone. But uh, these ones especially, I've I've been making sure you know to to be in the right mindset. Well, we're going to talk about next week's movie. Kill, do you want to let us know what we're going to be watching? Yeah. 
so next week is the last of the um, altered April, right? So yeah, we're gonna be closing it out with. Uh, this is a little different. You you might be surprised that I am choosing this, uh, but Reefer Madness, the movie musical. I don't like musicals. But... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah, and I have not seen either Reefer Madness, either original or musical. I I Double watched. Homework. Uh, I guess Both so, when yeah. they came out way back in the day, or when the, um, the, mu- the musical came out. I, <laughs> I no, like, yeah, you, saw, you saw the original like, Reefer Madness in yeah, theaters? <laughs> it's like The Shining, the end of The Shining, like there's the picture of the premiere of the movie, and it, like they just yeah. slowly zoom in, and then it's me right in the, the middle of the frame. Yeah. With your arms up, smiling. Uh, no, I watched it, with it when the, it, what was it, like 2002 or something? along that lines and i was um i'm a big fan of alan cumming so he's in it Ooh. and i'm like all right i've yep. gotta see this because of him so uh it's fun it's i've been almost a dec two decades since i've seen it but i i remember having a good time okay Same. i, I, I also well. have not seen it very recently but i remember enjoying it but the only thing i really remember about it is that Kristen bell Wears an oh. outfit. She's very attractive in this, in parts of this movie. So I don't know if it was the movie or if it was that. <laughs> okay. We'll find out next week. Until then, you can get us uh, email weeklypodcastmassacre at gmail.com. We have both Twitter and Instagram, both at weeklymassacre. Hit us up. Let us know uh, where you think Devin Sawa has been in the time being. Um, if you have a Jessica Alba angel costume that i can borrow for halloween uh, if you have two friends that you accidentally murdered and they came back from the grave to hang out on the couch with you let us know maybe don't implicate us in anything though yes yeah well yeah you're always baiting people to implicate us in crimes murph say <laughs> so most importantly have a happy 420 everybody if you're listening yes. to this on the day uh, it, as as we've been saying for all of Altered April, smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day, but especially today. Yeah, today. All right, Yay. I'm Michael from Portland, Oregon. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm Greg. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kale. Bye. 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 Smoke weed every day. about the so, Smiths, hey and I was like, why are you asking us if you can make jokes about the Smiths? <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> like, what setup does there need to be in the beginning of the episode for jokes about the Smiths? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I Look, I'm sure it's still going to be discussed in oh, yeah. some capacity, you know? Um, it's going to be meme-worthy for years. Shocking. Yeah. Exactly. Is there a stoner joke we can make about it somehow? Can we say, like, remember when uh, Jerry Garcia slapped so-and-so with the I don't know. <laughs> we can come up with something. Fish. When Cheech slapped Chong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For talking about, you know, uh, for whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>